This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today on Valley Views, we're visiting with Mike McFalls, Superintendent of Custer County School District C1. Mike, welcome back to the program. Thank you, Gary. It's a pleasure to be here. You're one of our most frequent guests, and as you've been here a number of times before, there's always something new. I trust that today will be no exception. Yes, sir. (laughs) As we record this, we're just into August, and that means that school opens quite soon. Uh, What's the date on that? Uh, Students K through 12 will return on August 18th, and then our pre-K will be starting on September 7th. At this point, you anticipate live and in person, I suspect. We're very confident that we'll be in person and we'll be school normal as much as possible. We are watching the state very closely about mask mandates Mm -hmm. because that does come from the state and from our county health. We're hoping that we can start school uh, normal without that and because I know a lot of parents are concerned and they're hoping to return uh, to as normal a school as possible, which is our desire also. Uh, does the state trump the county on that? When it comes to the school, yes, because we're also and mainly a state entity. So, for instance, last year when the county dropped the mass mandate, we were not able to because we're under the state. And so it did cause some confusion and, and concern on parents and teachers is why don't we drop it? We have to follow the state understand. How many students do you anticipate on opening day? Well, we've been running a Go Public campaign. We're encouraging parents to come back that left and for parents that have never had their kids in our school to come back because we think we have an awesome opportunity for kids. We have an excellent education, great teachers, but a lot of extracurricular activities such as sports and clubs and just a great social environment. Our school is one of the safest and we have such a positive environment. so we've been encouraging parents to come back. And we we were hovering around 350 last year, which was down from the year before, uh, about 375. We're hoping that our enrollment tops 380. Would love to see it push 400. Uh, we know the kids are out there, and we just, parents, give us a chance. I think you'll be really happy. Lunches this year, once again, uh, are being picked up, so all lunches are free. And parents that are in need of school supplies or backpacks or anything for their kids, they just need to contact the school. We'll make sure that kids are set up uh, with the stuff that they need to be successful. Enrollment's important in terms of funding. Yes, sir. State, state funding is directly related to numbers of students. Uh, remind us how that works. So we get a per-pupil allocation from the state. Colorado State funding is pretty complex, but essentially each student will equate to $10,000 of funding. That changes from year to year. But that's our major source of income other than from the county, uh, which is also property taxes and license plate fees. 
Now, you've been the recipient of some federal COVID funds for various purposes. Uh, how are those being used? Yes, sir. We have been very blessed in that we've received close to $1.8 million in, in federal funds. We have used this to improve the sanitation and disinfecting of our school. We were able to use this to purchase technology so that every kid has a computer. And we have advanced computers in all of our classrooms. We've also used it to purchase additional personnel to help. The main goal of, of the federal funds is to keep us in school and help kids get caught back up. One of the things that was approved is that we're using some of the funds to open a child care facility that will keep teachers in the classroom and provide them with low-cost child care. And we can use this to recruit and retain staff, which is a, a huge issue up here, getting teachers to come up and to stay. We will also have a, a limited number of slots for community members, and so we'll be advertising that. And our ultimate goal is to provide a training platform for students so that they can receive their certificate and go into child care when they leave school. And child care has been identified as an issue for the county at large also, I know. That is correct. We are classified as a child care desert. Uh, and so Stacy Terrell of the, of the uh, Custer County Kids Council uh, has been working really hard with us, and she's secured a number of grants outside of the school. Our desire is that this continues on past the funding. We have, we have federal funding for two years, but we want this to continue on. So we're looking for community partners that would like to have slots to recruit staff for their businesses and community organizations. But we, you know, we're giving this a big kickstart and hoping it continues so we can provide these services to the community. And this child care facility is on campus? It will eventually be. That is our desire. Currently, we're in negotiations with the uh, Custer County Church of Christ to rent their facilities. And we hope to open in September for our for toddlers. We will be researching a affordable portable to bring onto campus that that fits the requirements. There, there's a lot of state requirements on facilities uh, that we have to negotiate a lot of red tape. You think they would trust a school and a church to be able to take care of kids. But that is our ultimate goal because we want to train kids in child care and provide this as a recruitment and also as a community service. Let me change gears just a little bit. My wife and I have enjoyed many football games over at the stadium. New lights at the stadium, I understand. Yes, sir. The Booster Club has worked really hard and has uh, secured a lot of donations from the community. This was a community-wide effort uh, to provide uh, lights for our, our football stadium. So we're really excited that we will actually have Friday night lights. I've said this before, and I say it again, we would love for our sporting events to be the center of community social activities that when Custer County thinks of what to do on a Friday, it's let's go to the football game. Even if you don't have kids at our, at our school, we would love for you to come, pack the stands, see football, volleyball uh, in the spring, basketball, baseball. Just come support our kids. They work really hard. And we're looking forward to a, a fantastic year sports-wise and hopefully a very normal year. So y'all come see our kids. 
All right, that sounds good. Mike, let's talk a little bit about the school board. Uh, school board is an integral part of the uh, organization of a school. And you have, I think, three seats open? Yes, sir. We have three seats coming open. If you are interested, you can go to our website and see, gather the information on which district it is. Starting August 4th, anyone that is interested in running for the school board can start their petition. They're required to secure 25 names, good names. Um, they can begin on the 4th. There's a due date when they get that turned in so we can check the names. But yeah, uh, very integral part. They set policy, they approve budget, and we have three positions coming open. We have a five-person board. So if, you're, if you haven't come by and picked up a uh, petition packet or you need more information, contact the school because we would love for uh, folks to get involved to support the district. And again, you've got uh, seats open in District 4 and 5. Those are four-year terms. And District 1 is a two-year term? That is correct. The two-year term is because the previous uh, board member passed away. And so we appointed someone to fill her slot. And so that's a two-year term. But the others are for four years. And the districts are geographical. You, You mentioned that up front. So one needs to live in that piece of geography. It's, it's, it's interesting because essentially that is correct. They need to live in the district, but they can collect names from anywhere in the county. And during the election, everybody in the county gets to vote for all of the positions. So that's kind of, kind of interesting. So a district doesn't elect its district person. A whole county is able to, to do that. So that's a little twist on, on the, the districts. So, Mike, if folks want to check the deadlines and more details, they can go to your website. Yes, sir. They can go to our website or they can give us a call and we'd be happy to provide them the information. Again, the school is looking for school board nominees, districts four, five, and one. Mike, let's back up a little bit toward COVID. It was uh, an exciting year from your standpoint, I know. You did a lot of classes online. Anything new on that front? Yeah, it was an exciting couple of years. I guess exciting is a word you could use. Interesting is another, challenging. So we're really excited that this is uh, looking to be a normal year. Recruiting and retaining teachers is part of a, a problem that we have. So for two years, we haven't had a technology teacher. And when our last Spanish teacher left, we turned that into an online class. So Some of the classes that were online were very excited that we actually have a certified teacher to teach those. In the case of Spanish, they will be an on-site person, so we have a teacher that will be teaching Spanish in person, and we have uh, negotiated a deal with Aguilar School District. They have a technology teacher that has some slots in their schedule, and we're actually going to broadcast uh, from Aguilar High School to our high school so the kids will actually have a teacher, although it via distance learning, using some of the technology that we have purchased. So we feel that our technology and our Spanish will be much better this year and, and give our kids a much better education. How can parents or county residents get involved with the school? We hope to have volunteers back in school. Kara Franta is our Excellence in Ed representative, and she organizes our volunteers. 
very critical. We, we love seeing our volunteers in the school working with the kids, helping out the teachers. Uh, we had a whole bunch of them. I don't know how many, but it was quite a few. Uh, and so we hope to get that information out and be able to do that. We're also needing substitute teachers and substitute bus drivers. That's very critical when we have staff that are out. Uh, we need quality subs in order to carry on the educations. And we've just recently raised how much we pay subs a day. So subs that are subbing for a teacher receive $125 a day. And so all you need to do is fill out the paperwork, which is online, and pass a background check, and we'll, we'll plug you into the rotation. That's great. As we run out of time, let me just go back to this past 18, 24 months of COVID. What have been the biggest challenges for the faculty and staff and the biggest challenges for students? The online is not a good substitute for a teacher in a classroom, a quality teacher. And so particularly our students that struggle, they will struggle even more online. And so we're going to need to get those kids caught up. We had summer school for the first time in a, in a very long time this summer, and about a third of our students showed up. And so we're very, we're very happy about that. We're going we're gonna to try really hard to get them caught back up so that they can graduate ready to compete with other students from other schools, states, and around the world. You know, and it was difficult teaching with a mask and having, you know, extra sanitation. Uh, it was just a very stressful time. And so school is stressful to begin with, but we're hoping that with going back normal that we have an excellent opportunity to take a breath and, and really get back to what we do best, and that's teach kids. Mike, thanks for stopping by. Uh, any final thoughts? And again, remind us of opening day. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. And uh, to your audience, uh, come watch our sporting events. And if you have kiddos, bring them to our school. You will be uh, pleasantly uh, surprised at the quality of education and the quality of our environment. And uh, we just would like to, to invite the community to, to support our school. We've been visiting with Mike McFall, Superintendent of Custer County School District C1. Mike, thanks and good luck on the opening uh, days. Thank you very much, Gary. Anytime. Appreciate it. My name's Gary, and we'll see you next time on Valley Views. You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 4 p.m. and again on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Send your ideas and comments to comments at klzr.org. Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM. I'm walking on a rainbow with my feet on solid ground. 